How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakori as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the fig tree and the disciples say, Master, the fig tree you cast is with away. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he put the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said and God saw. And God said and God saw. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let the sea come, and the sea came. So in the faith operation, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanaseo Pukuksakodie is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. Everything God promised you is delivered to your hands by faith. I say everything God promised you is delivered to your hands by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So your diligence seeking will be rewarded. The scriptures cannot be broken. Amen. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is what? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. Mm. It's one thing to come to God. It's another thing to believe. He is what? He is what you call him to be. So if you say he is your healer, he heals you. If you say he is your provider, he provides. If you say he is your deliverer, he delivers. So God is what you call him to be. Amen? But I want to take you on another dimension. Yesterday I started, hallelujah. Because it is going to be <clears throat> effort in futility. If you are fasting without faith. Amen. Your faith must be alive. You must believe in your prayer. You must believe that at the end of this, you will never be the same. Hallelujah. I wish I can believe for you. I wish I can believe for you. Believing is a choice. Now, in Philippians chapter 4 from verse number 1 and 2, the Bible said that we therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Sorry. Hebrews chapter 4. I'll come to Philippians, but Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear. Hmm. There are some times the Bible refers to the word fear and it's actually the word reverence. 
So this one, he said, let us therefore fear. It means that let's tremble, let's be careful. Let's a promise be left for us of entering into his rest. There is a place that you enter into his rest. It means that you come to the place of financial rest. There is no problem with your finances again. There is a realm you come to marital rest. You and your husband don't quarrel at all. There is a place you come to oh, 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 oh. rest in your health. Paul said that let us therefore fear lest a promise be left for us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. There is a promise left for us to enter his rest. But some people are short circuit of that. And the reason they couldn't enjoy that promise is left in verse number two. He said, for unto us was the gospel preached. So he's referring to the Israelites as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why? The word preached did not profit them. Why? Because they did not mix it with faith. The promise given us was the promise given to them. What was the promise? I'm taking you from Egypt and I'm taking you to the promised land. Lack of faith let them die in the wilderness. So Paul is warning us who came later that unto us was the gospel preached. So when Moses went actually to Egypt, he preached to them. The preaching was that it is time for God to rescue you. What you told your great-grandfather Abraham, the time for the prophecy is be, it's going to be fulfilled. But unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. So even though the word of God is for profit, you can make a loss out of it. It's a language of a business. Nobody go to business to make loss. You don't go to business to make losses. You go there to make profit. The Bible said the word did not profit them. So you can be fasting and the word will not profit you. And the reason is that you did not mix it with faith. Another way mixing with faith is that you did not act on what you believe. Hmm. Let me tell you something. It's one thing to have faith. It's another thing to act on the faith. One day Jesus was in a boat with the disciples. He was actually at the, on, on, on this side and told them let us go to the other side. Let us go to what? Other side. How many of you believe that God cannot lie? It is the greatest scripture in the Bible. The greatest scripture in the Bible is God cannot lie. If you can accept that scripture, it is easy to stand on any word of God. So when Jesus said, let us go to the other side, either he's telling the truth or he's lying. So if you believe that Jesus is telling the truth that we should go to the other side, then a storm rising should not bring a drowning mentality in your mind. The fact that you cry that you are going to drown means that what Jesus said was a lie. He didn't say let's go and drown. He said let us go to the other side. So if you believe that you are going to the other side and God is the one that said it, irrespective of the storm, you stand still. I'm teaching. Irrespective of the challenge, you stand still. Irrespective of people losing their job. Even if you lose your job, you will stand by the promise of God. What did God tell you in the beginning? This is your year of uncommon testimonies. 
So if you can accept that word, then it doesn't matter what is happening in between. Even if I'm losing my job, it's going to be a testimony. The problem in many of us is that we have forgotten what God said. So a little test, then we start speaking nonsense slangs. Yesterday, I gave you a point. That doubters, when they meet a problem, they blame God. Even when God blesses them, they're expecting that something bad will happen. So doubters don't enjoy divine blessing. In the center of the blessing, they're still expecting some error. Let us go to the other side. And they went to me and said, don't you care that we perish? He never said, let us go and perish. Let me tell you something. I've been repeating that word, but you, are taking it, you have been taking it for granted. God is not a joker. Why do you say that? Because he means what he says. And he says, well, one of the greatest revelations you hmm, come to the place to understand is that. How many of you want God to talk? Okay. Do you know why sometimes he doesn't talk to you? Should I'm going to explain to you why? There's a reason why God doesn't talk to you. And sometimes he doesn't open his mouth. The seriousness about God talking is that anything that comes out of God's mouth, when God says something, the word that came out of his mouth becomes a universal law. And he himself must obey it. This is one of the greatest revelations you have. So you see, hmm. uh, today it's very difficult to get Bible in church. Everybody's Bible is iPod. Uh-huh, I want that one. That one look better. Bring it, bring it to me. What is this? How many books are in the Bible? 60 what? Obisa 66. Obisa 60. Okay. Let's get out of that. <laughs> Bible, you have bread. Not because it's being read regularly. All these pages and all this I'm holding is God talking. When you pick your Bible, it tells you how God talks. Genesis to Revelation. What do you want him to say again? You know how God, do you know why you want an angel to appear in your room and mention your name? My daughter Elizabeth. My name is Gabriel. God just sent me to you. And you see that and say, yes, angel Gabriel. What did he say? Tomorrow you'll be a billionaire. Then you wake up. No. That thing that you want an angel to speak, God has already said it. Now, let me tell you how powerful this thing is. Everything here, God Himself must obey it. Which is written in this word that He has exalted His word above Himself. You see, the universal law is it has similarities with the natural laws. I'll give you an example. There are laws governing this country. The three arms of government. We have the executive, which is the president. We have the judiciary. 
The head is the chief justice. And we have the legislation, which is the parliament. Now, they all work together. But there is something above all of them. And it's called the constitution. That is why everybody depends on everybody. It's the chief justice that swear the president into power. It's the president that swear the chief justice into office. Hmm? And it's the chief justice that swear the parliamentary members into office. I don't know whether it's the chief justice or president. One of them swear. Some, somebody swear somebody. So the president cannot swear himself. Now, all of them, in order for them not to misbehave or abuse power, everything they do must be in the context of the constitution. So there is a kingdom of Ghana. The most powerful force in this country is the constitution. If you go to America, Trump is not the most, the highest authority. The highest authority on every land is the constitution. And God has not changed it. So God too is a king. He has a kingdom. This is a constitution that runs his kingdom. <laughs> the problem is not that God doesn't want to give me a you a miracle. We don't believe. But <laughs> interestingly, his constitution, he said, in order for the constitution to work for you, you must have faith. So actually, when Jesus said, let us go to the other side, he is bound by it. There's another thing. God is a king. He has a throne. It is a constitution that backs the throne. So this word I'm holding, God's integrity backs it. It means that if he doesn't honor this, he has denied himself. That is why you must not die when God say you, when the doctor says you are going to die. You must come back and find in your kingdom what does the constitution say about you. When you wake up and there is no money, find out what the constitution said about your finances. If the constitution says you should fast and there is a reward for fasting, expect it. Because the constitution cannot lie. That is why I said that the greatest scripture in the Bible is that God cannot lie. If you accept it and he said, when I can supply your needs, then you believe that you supply it. This is the reason why I conclude that God's greatest pain is when you doubt him. Because anytime we doubt God, we make him a liar. Now hear me here. How wicked is doubting? Anytime you doubt God, then you will believe something instead of believing God. So actually, it's not that God hates our doubt, but it gives him pain. Now, if doubt gives him pain, the heart gives him pleasure, faith. Bottom line. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. So, whilst you are fasting and praying, the word we are preaching makes it with faith. It means act on the word. That has nothing to do with your feeling. For instance, if you are believing God for healing, you cannot base your healing on your feeling. I'll show you something. And I pray that you catch it. If you are shivering and you have fever, and you quote a scripture saying, by his stripes I'm healed. Hmm? If you take, let's say, 24 hours, 
for the symptoms to leave you. Hear this. This is when you have the fever. In 24 hours time, the symptoms is gone. See? You were as healed when the symptoms was there as at the time when the symptoms left. Some of you didn't get it. It's too strong for you. It means that your healing was not at the time the symptoms left. Your healing actually was 2,000 years ago. So every healing scripture in the Bible is in the past. Every one of them. First Peter 2, 24. Every one of them is in the past. They quoted it from the Old Testament. They put it in the past. Who his own self bear, bear our own sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes he, the word where, is it present, past, or future? You went to school. I said, the word where, is it present, past, or future? The word where, is it present, past, or future? Past. So God is saying that when you are severe, when you have cancer, and the cancer leaves your body, actually the cancer is an intruder. Number two, let me use another way. You get it. Do this one is a lawyer. So let me stand up and say the cancer is illegal. So if you allow sickness to destroy you, you have allowed a robber to rob you with military guns around you. There is a message that provoke you to, to instead of waiting for the devil to come, you go and look for him. Hey, Santa, where are you? Come here. Well, I'm looking for you. Where are you? Now, that's what it is. There is a message you don't wait for the devil to come, you go and look for him. This is the interesting thing about sickness. Interesting. Interesting. When Jesus Christ came on earth, to test of the works he did was to heal and to cast out demons. So actually, the whole assignment of Jesus on earth was to chase the devil. He just, he fired him from heaven and chased him on earth. Now hear this. <laughs> That's what he came to do. When you see, it was a combat between him. He chased him, went to work. When he died three days. So the three days that Jesus died there, was not actually in the tomb, but he was in hell. Because you cannot go to hell unless you die. And that time, because nobody has paid the price for what Adam did, then everybody must die and go to hell. The righteous people were going to paradise, not heaven. So when Jesus died, she went to her. The reason she went to hell was because one, the devil break a major law by killing Jesus. Major law. He, he committed a major offense and a treason by killing Jesus because number one, you don't kill somebody who has never seen. Why? Because the wages of sin is what? Death. But if somebody has never seen, you don't kill the person. So now, the law is that when you, when you die, you must pass through hell. At that time. And he killed a man who has never seen. When the man went to hell, because he has never seen, he went there with the light. And it was the first time light has appeared in darkness. So Satan couldn't stand the light. So I can hear them say, what are you doing here? You are not supposed to be here. He said, you kill me. So when he, once light has come to darkness, then light must demand. So when he went there, he asked for two things. Give me the key of death. Give me the key of hell. He collected it. The reason why 
you must not allow the devil to kill you is that the key is in the hands of Jesus. How do I know that? I am he that lived. I was dead. But I am alive forevermore. And when you read it from Revelation, you say, Amen. He added, Amen. He said, I have the keys. But let me tell you something. Do you have a key in your bag? Who has a key? Huh? Okay. The fact that you have a key does not mean that a counterfeit one cannot be cut. All this key, if I take it to a key specialist, he can print the same one. So even though Jesus has the key, Satan has managed to get a counterfeit one. So when he sends sickness to you, it's a counterfeit key. If he sends poverty to you, it's a counterfeit key. So even though this key, this one looks like a car key, I'm sure. It looks like a car key. And the scripture says in Toyota. So this one was made in Japan because Toyota cars are made by Japanese. But a Ghanaian brass meat can print one. He can cut one. When you take it to Tamadia, people can cut one key. So the key is not coming from the original source in Japan, but they can produce another one. So a poverty is a counterfeit version of prosperity. Sickness is counterfeit version of divine health. Fear is counterfeit version of faith. You are not listening to me, so let me get out of here. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It means that all the keys, that is why the devil can only produce a counterfeit version. It means that Satan cannot print a $200 bill because the original is not there. But once he sees the original, he will create a counterfeit version. I am he that lived. I was dead. But I am alive. Revelation chapter 1. When you read from verse number 18. I am he that liveth. I was dead. So Jesus actually died. Huh? Okay. I am he that liveth. I was dead. But behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. It means as full stop. The word amen, I am alive forever. He can't die again. Okay? The word amen, eh? it is the only word that doesn't change in every language. Every other word changes. Amen is the same in Gagati, in French, in China, in every language. Amen cannot be changed because it is God's signature. That is why I am concerned about the way you find it difficult to say Amen. When the moment you say Amen, it means that you have put God's stamp on it. Bam! It cannot be changed. So to sit in church and find it difficult to say amen, you are carrying a heavy load. And today may the angel of the Lord drop that load upon your head. Because when you are released, it is easy to say the positive. It is part of the reason the devil steal the word of God from you. If you go and read the parable of the sower, it's there. Go and get my message from last weekend, last two weeks, you'll get it. Different kinds of heart receiving the word of God. So, you can be looking at me, but you are thinking of, about Frank. Mm. So, at the end of the day, that is why you don't say, Amen. So, that we say somebody, somebody say, Ah! The attentiveness and the attention to the word of God made the word enter there. Some people, they even say the Amen some late. Because they are not in the frequency. All those are attacks of the devil. No. 
The fact that you are in church, that's not you benefit in church. It's a responsibility. That is why anytime Jesus preaches, say, he who has ears. Now, interestingly, all the deaf people, he has healed them. So who doesn't have ears? It means that some people have come with ears, but the ears they have, they are not hearing his word. Nobody says, oh, you like a rock of Gibraltar. On Sre, on Home, on Su, on Numunsu. He's just a on your bosom, but a statue. He's off. When you are off, you are off. Some of you are thinking about what to eat. Some of you are thinking about a boyfriend. Some of you are thinking about a visa. Some of you are thinking about some job. Some of you too, you are testing. And not that distraction. I said, who knows? I know all the tricks. So it's like you are doing those. Frank, I'm in church. Now Frank, I tested about what time we look close. No more testing. I don't know. This guy is a long preacher. No, I know all of them. Then you are even insulting the anointing that is blessing you. You are off touch. That's why people can be in church for years. They are not growing. Behold, I am alive forevermore. I have the keys. Of what? And of what? That is why, have you heard that some people say they died, they went to hell? I remember Kenneth Hagen, one of his books, when he died before he became born again, he went to hell. And he said it was that Jesus didn't permit the devil. The reason Jesus can go to hell and snatch people is because he has the key. Now, he raised Lazarus not because he has the key at that time, but he raised Lazarus because he was the resurrection. Now hear me. There's two differences. There's the difference between being raised from the dead and there's a difference between being resurrected. When you are raised from the dead, you die again. But when you are resurrected, so this night, eh, if God resurrects your finances, if God resurrects your breakthrough, if he raises it, Satan can touch it. But if he come under the resurrection power, it becomes untouchable. So you don't have to die before you experience resurrection power. You can experience resurrection in your body. You can experience resurrection right now. Some of the people who came to the earth with the resurrection power, they never die. So Enoch encountered resurrection. Elijah, Moses, all these bodies, you can't find it on earth. No. So when the resurrection power zoom into your finances, hey, everybody can be poor, including your president, but because of the resurrection power. So when you went to the tomb, he said, I am the resurrection. So he raised Lazarus because of the power of resurrection. Now this one is sad. What I'm about to say. That is why you don't play games with your life. Because if you don't know Christ, you cannot experience resurrection. The qualification of being resurrected, that is why there are three kinds of death. Three kinds. Let me show you. So when the Bible says die, it depends on which one the devil is attacking you with. 
There is spiritual death. Man's spirit separated from God. So God said, in the day you eat the fruit, you will surely die. Adam ate it and he was still standing. It means a death has taken place. But eyes cannot see that death. So the day Adam eat the fruit, spiritual death took place. Now, physical death is a byproduct of spiritual death. So we were not supposed to die physically until we die spiritually. Now, so the first death is spiritual death. Then physical death is appointed for a man to die once. And there is eternal death. Eternal death can be prevented depending on the decision you make here. Everybody cannot expect, escape the first two. If you are born from Adam, when we trace generation, 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 today I pray, pray, and pray, I say, Lord, anything from my father's house and my, my mother's house, trace to Adam, let it be cut off. Because you see, you can cut it in the middle, it will come back because somehow, it is, everybody here can be traced to Adam. Because I was thinking about why does something come back and the Lord say you have not cut it from the source. I don't know how they call it. I don't know how they call it. How do they call it? You see? <laughs> you see the high tension. You know, you know high tension. It has this metals long, long with, you know, it, it runs to a certain station that you see what do, what do they call it? Is it substation or something? Huh? Power station. Do you know what I'm talking about? Huh? When you are coming on the motorway, just where the Trasaco they are, where shop is, you see there's one around that place. What do we call that thing? Substation. So I got it right. Okay. Now, also for, if you cut the substation at where I'm talking about, eh? around where Trasaco they are, where shop is, it does not mean you have given light off in the whole Ghana. A certain part of the country will be off. But if you want to deal with Ghana, go to Akosomu. So you see, you see, if you cut the enemy from substation, it doesn't mean you have uprooted him. So today God told me that anything that has traveled through my father's life turns to Adam. <clears throat> you have to work in Revelation to get this one. Because the Bible says when you cut a tree, it has a hope to, to grow again. But when you uproot a tree, it cannot come back. The reason why the tree will grow again is that the root are still on the ground. No. Most of the problem, you have not dealt with it from the root. You have dealt with it from the is it trunk or stem or what did they call it? Huh? The stem. The trunk, whatever. trunk, When you cut it to grow. Even plantation, when you cut them, they grow back. There are some problems you have cut it, you have not dealt with it. From the root. Amen. So you can escape eternal death by receiving Christ. That is why I say it's a sad thing. Do you know Jesus has paid the price for everybody's sin? But not everybody is going to heaven. Much as he paid the price for everybody's sin, but not everybody is going to heaven. He has also paid the price for everybody's sickness, but not everybody is healed. Because the way you reject salvation, you can reject healing. So the way salvation is not automatic. Healing is not automatic. Both of them must be appropriated. So the reason we are fasting is that some breakthrough will not come automatic. God's blessings are not automatic. He never says whether you like it or not, I will bless you. It's not in the Bible. Every blessings of God is conditional. There is what to do to attract it. 
If you diligently, if, 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 if. The moment you hear the word if is conditional. If thou diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and God, then this blessing will follow you. Mix the word with faith. Act. The greatest investment you do in your Christian work is to build your faith. Growing your faith. Nothing can be compared to great faith. There are people Jesus referred to them as, where is, where is your faith? Some say, why is it that you have no faith? Some say, you have little faith. They have it by his letter. And then some say, I have not seen such a great faith. So, as we are in the room, the faith level is not the same. Coronavirus has even defined it better. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus is an access test to test the state of our Christian life. Nothing. It's God permitted it to test it. And it is when coronavirus came that we saw that this generation we are shallow. So don't let us be proud. We must go back to the drawing board and check things very well. There are people who are still afraid to come to church. They are still afraid. They are still afraid to come to church because they fear they will get coronavirus. No, that's not what it is. Fear. Because you have forgotten what is in you. That's what it is. It's an acid test of our faith. Period. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question. If Jesus is on earth, will he be afraid of coronavirus? How many of you are saying no? You believe that? If Jesus is on earth, will he be afraid of coronavirus? You believe that Jesus will not be afraid of coronavirus? Are you sure? Oh no, I don't think so. You believe that Jesus will not be afraid of coronavirus? Is President Kufuadu afraid that I'm Robert will attack him? Why? Huh? He has a lot of guards. And you are giving right answers. You see where you are now. And you also believe that if Jesus is here, coronavirus will not attack him. And you believe that the president can sleep because no one robbers will come. And that Jesus is in you. That's why I judge the surface. I won't take you deeper. So when we are walking, we are not the same. The reason I don't fear some things is not because <laughs> I don't have the opportunity to fear. I decided not to fear. Now, God's problem is not even the fear because there's something about fear. Everywhere you go, it's around you. So move from fear and move from, sometimes eh, you have to just move from faith and enter courage. <laughs> because he told Joshua, be strong and be very courageous. Now hear this. Anytime you hear the Bible say be, it's because God can't do it for you. The responsibility is on you. What is courage? Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is still moving forward even once you are afraid. So it's not that I don't fear what you fear, but I refuse to let the fear drown me. I will take a step that nobody will take. I will dead on terrible, touch it on touchable. Oh, I've I. I don't want to preach. So the way I'm looking at you, you are looking at me. The difference is courage. 
So, lack of courage cannot let you operate by faith. Never. Hey, even when God gives you a miracle, you need faith to enjoy it. Then you are walking and you come to a red sea and God, a, a prophet pointed a rod and bah, 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 the sea became a wall here and wall here. You still need faith to walk into it. Because the devil tells you that you go too close. Mm. So even the Bible says, by faith, they cross the Red Sea. Yeah. Without faith, you don't exist. So that's why I ask you, you believe that Jesus is in you, and you also believe that Jesus cannot get a virus, why are you afraid? So let me tell you, one of the greatest things you can learn is that the Jesus in you, eh, you can put him in your heart prison and lock him. And he doesn't operate. He's the one who created your heart, but he said, I'm standing at the heart and I'm knocking. So even Jesus said, eh, he doesn't force himself on you. If you willingly open, then he comes. Eh? Everybody is different. No. We are all the same in the kingdom. Amen. That's what it is. It is what's inside, it's what you believe. Mix it with faith. When you start operating by faith, anxiety will not be part of your language. Now listen. Giants of faith and people who walk by faith, they cannot complain that God has delayed. One of them said, I know whom I have believed. And when he said that, it was in the, in the midst of death sentence. And I am fully persuaded. Ah, I am fully persuaded <laughs> that he is able to do that which I have committed. Without faith, you are bound to fail. Without faith. All this fasting, kaye, 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 speaking in tongues, it must be backed by faith. It means that when I'm speaking in tongues and you are speaking in tongues, and this brother is speaking in tongues. God is hearing the tongues, but the answer depends on what we believe inside. So the fact that you are blowing in tongues that some God is an obligation to answer it. What is this faith we are talking about? This faith we are talking about, what is it? Hmm. Give me your Bible back, my dear. This word, one day, when, one day, Richard Robert told me something. I have never tried. He told me something. Hmm. He said he was sick. And he took every medicine that he was not going, he prayed. So finally, he put the word of God down open to Isaiah 53 and stand on the word like this. And say, Lord, I am standing on your word. I'm not moving. And I want you to know that I am not going to take anything. It's either you heal me or I die. And by the time he got out of the word, the symptoms has left. He told me this one himself. Now watch this. This Bible, and when we were growing up in the Sunday school, there is a way they <laughs> so people even make it like so some the Bible you hold carries no power until it enter your spirit. So the fact that you sleep and open Bible and put it on your head, that some be Satan come. If I want Satan to take the Bible, he hit you first with the word. (laughs) 
The reason I know the devil read the Bible is because he quoted it to Jesus. So you are not the one. It is written in the Bible that the demon also believe and tremble. Why do they believe it from the read it? He quoted Psalm 91 verse 11 to Jesus. Even though he misquoted but he quoted. He caught it out of context but he quoted it. Completely. So, don't sleep and open the Bible and put Psalm 91 on your pillow and say, Rade, what the devil fear is a man that can wake out of sleep and when he wake out of sleep and he see a demonic shadow he'll point to her and say what are you doing here Greater you see that is in me than he that is coming after me. Don't you know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper? Don't you know that thousands have fallen by my side? Don't you know that I'm in the secret place of the most high? That word in your spirit. Because sometimes you have the miracle already, but because you don't have faith, you don't believe it. Ten lepers came to Jesus. And they said, Master, if that can, that can make us whole. And he said, go and show yourself to the priest. Huh? If you are one of them, I say, Papa, is that not here? Do you know that principle? The Moses law at that time, when Jesus came, he was still under the law of Moses. Because even though he was the champion of the dispensation of grace, the price of grace has not yet been paid. So when, when the disciples were working with Jesus three years, all the disciples were not born again. Peter, James, John, they were not born again. They became born again in the day of Pentecost. Because the only person that can save you is the Holy Spirit. Why can you say that? Because the price for salvation was paid when Jesus rose from the dead. If Jesus didn't rose from the dead, our Christianity is in vain. What makes Christianity different from other religions is that every one of them, their master is in the grave. So, Whatever you are practicing, the difference is that mind Christ. Grave couldn't hold him. Death couldn't hold him. Oh, well, to me, no. Where the man so. In Kunim Dini. On the air. Yamawamo, yes, Yamawamo, Messiah. So, what made Jesus different is that when to me know, and the dear So, what make our Christianity Christianity is that Jesus rose from the dead. Now, the resurrection of Jesus is the proof of the devil's eternal defeat. If Jesus didn't rose, I'm wasting my time preaching. So he became the firstborn of the resurrection of the dead. So there is a difference between you and other religions. Number two, every one of the other religions, their master was born by human sperm. <laughs> this is my daughter. This guy is my daughter. It's my photograph. This one.
She's my daughter. Can you see that? Okay. She received Jesus Christ and she became born again. Actually, by the time I met her mother, I was already saved. So she was not supposed to be saved. But the spermantosia, my spermantosia is still sinful. So when I become born again, the salvation does not affect my sperm. Dimensions. Are you getting it? Huh? So, if Jesus was born by a human sperm, there will be a question mark on him saving us. So look at it. That Legon girl who was coming from lectures in a biology class asked the angel, how can this be since I don't know a man? Because they've taught her the principles of conception that a man must meet a woman. And if he's in an area of a village, in the conception take place. So he didn't mix that. Mary knew. Mary probably was a graduate. And he was doing science. Because he asked the angel a scientific question. How can this be since I don't know a man? If the angel said that Joseph is going to meet you, then Jesus cannot save. He said the Holy Ghost will come upon you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. No. That is why when he came back, he called himself the last Adam. It means that to save me like and bring me to the place of Adam and reverse Adam back to the garden he was driven away, then you must be born the way Adam was born. So Jesus cannot save us if he was not born the way Adam was born. Now hear this. Hear this. That is why the Bible separates Adam from every human race. Nobody on earth can be compared to Adam. Nobody. Not Moses. Not, not, not Abraham. Nobody also can carry Adam's anointing. Adam's anointing can no man carry. If I, when I read the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation, I saw that only Jesus Christ came from heaven and separated Adam from all the human race. He make one statement and that statement subtracts Adam from everybody. It means that I must draw a line between everybody and Adam. Matthew chapter 11. From verse number 10. Watch this. Matthew 11. Okay, verse, verse 11 is fine. Verily I say unto you, among them born of what? Talk to me. Among them born of what? The moment Jesus said that, Adam is not in the group. Because Adam doesn't have a biological mother. So when he said, among them born of women, no one is greater than John the Baptist. But at least in the kingdom, he was trying to talk about the authenticity and the validation of salvation. That even though John the Baptist is the greatest prophet, the one become born again now is greater than John. So Jesus separated Adam. The moment he said, among them born of women, Adam is not a part. So for him to save us, he must be born the way Adam was born. How was Adam born? It was the first time God used clay to wave a human being, whatever, and breathe. The Bible says when he breathes, man becomes a living soul. So it is breath that born Adam. So it is breath that must birth Christ. Now this is the difference. Adam's own, God breathed direct because at that time, he was starting creation. 
And when he was starting his creation, there was nobody around because even eh, because he saw the devil as a rebel. By the time Adam was born, Satan has already rebelled in heaven. And Satan has created. So, the pre-Adamic life, I don't want to go back there. So, at that time, Satan has already rebelled. So, when Adam was put in the garden, Satan went out there. So, when he created, he created angels before he created man. How do I know that? In the beginning, God created the heaven, the supernatural. They created earth, the natural. The angels were created before human beings. Number two, angels sin before man sin. So the day the devil iniquity was found in him, he has sinned against God and he was cast down. Now, the moment angels sinned, God prepared hell for them. So hell was not prepared for man, it was prepared for the devil. But you choose to go there. So, watch this angels sin. It is in the book of First Peter, God spared not the angels that sin. Now, the reason the moment they sin, he prepared hell for them is that he didn't have a covenant with them. So a covenant is what make you make a mistake and God still come for you. Without a covenant, it's under no obligation to work a plan for your redemption. So because of that, he said, then if I create a man, then, so one day David had a revelation and asked God, what is man that thou art man full of him? When I look at you and the way you are concerned about man, I don't understand. The reason is a covenant. So you see, when he was creating them, eh, he put both Adam and Eve in one body. So you said that the Bible says male and female created Eden. So all this thing about cutting Adam, it was a covenant. You will not see, you need revelation. Because four things play in a covenant. In a covenant, there is promise. In a covenant, there, is, there are conditions. In a covenant, blood must be shed and every covenant must be sealed. So when you saw God say, I'm going to make you fruitful. I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to replenish you. Without any controversy. The less is blessed of the greater. So, God is greater than us. Every time a covenant is either people of the same height or one is greater than the other. In the case with us, God is greater than us. So, we enter the covenant. So, we make a promise. I will bless you. Multiply, increase your covenant. Okay, watch this. Watch this. Why did you put the tree of evil in the garden? Because a covenant must have terms. So you put it there so that the terms. You can eat of every food. Don't touch this one. Number two. There can never be authentic, authentic obedience without an opportunity for disobedience. So how would I know you love me? Unless there's a place to disobey me. How would I know you obey me? So watch this. So the tree of evil is the terms of the covenant. Now when he cut Adam. Don't tell me God needs a rib to create Eve because he didn't need a rib to create Adam. But in a covenant, blood must be shared. That is why I'm telling you that when we make mistakes, it is strong, it is hard, but it's the truth. It's hard truth. Hard. One of the reasons we are struggling in marriage is that most of the marriage, the covenant seal is not there. It means that you should marry and the woman and the man is meeting for the first time. When the seeming break and blood comes, most time we break it before we come. That's why I say it's hard truth. But that is what it is. Even Jesus could have been born by somebody who has broken his virginity. The covenant will not work. So, the reason why you need to fast and pray is that.
Some people don't even remember who broke their virginity. Because lie in what? Oh, yes, that was sick. Lie in what? Lie in what? What they are calling James, but James to be 30. Yeah, yeah, because even if they are breaking already two years, until we don't even remember where it's coming from. All these things play there. So you see, even the marriage, that's why marriage is a covenant. It's a covenant. So in Israel's uh, culture, a woman sleeping with a man, if they don't see the sign of virginity, they kill you. Don't let me go there because you're not going to I am trying to tell you what the Bible is saying. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Oh, Jesus. The mysteries about grace and the kingdom. No, God can forgive you, but he can't wipe the consequence. Some of the things we are going through is a consequence of the seed we sow. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, it's a truth. It's hard truth, but I have to tell you. Ha! So he cut off Adam's rib, and then he used it to create Eve. So when he cut off his rib, he said, "Blah." Now, seven covenant play in the Bible. We have the Adamic covenant. It's two in the dispensation of innocence and in the dispensation of, dispensation of conscience. You know, they were naked and not ashamed. When they eat the food, their eyes were open. So two dispensations has happened. Innocence and conscience. Now they know good and evil. God said, now man has become like us. He know good and evil. Let's drive him. Now, among all the covenant, the one that was not sealed is the Adamic covenant. Because the seal of the Adamic covenant is the tree of life. Why did God drive man away from the garden after he sinned? And send cherubims to protect that tree. Because if man eats the tree in sin, the man is going to live for life in sin. So actually, get this one before you clap. When you get back to heaven, you are going to eat the tree of life and live forever. A reversal back into the garden. But for now, you can't eat it because if you eat it, he has to suck you from the garden and work a plan for your salvation. So we too were supposed to go to hell direct. But the covenant didn't permit him to take us to hell. The next covenant was the Nohane covenant. He made a covenant with Noah. And he said, I will destroy the world with water. He sealed the covenant with rainbow. So he said that I will never destroy the world with water again. So whether it's tsunami or hurricane, water cannot destroy the world again. The next covenant with Abraham, he sealed it with circumcision. Let me come back because I, I think I'm just okay. Let me come back from here. Let me not go into covenant. So, watch this. What did God told this girl in the garden when he ate the fruit? He said that your seed will bruise the head of the serpent. That one quite debatable. Because at the time he said the woman don't have seed, it is man that have seed. But he couldn't promise the seed of the man because the seed of the man has become sinful. So the seed of the woman. So when Adam, the devil became confused about the thing. When he killed Abel, he thought Abel was the seed. So all the people Satan was killing, he didn't know who carries the seed. That is why the whole thing about Jesus' death was a setup. Because Satan knew that women don't have seed. So he knew that. God just said it. That is why he promised Emmanuel in the Old Testament and raised Jesus in the New Testament. That one I will tell you later. Why he did that. Why prophesy Emmanuel the real Jesus? Now watch this. So seed. 
So Satan was confused about it. No women don't have seed. Ooh. This thing was so strong that later, when they were talking about it in hell, God opened Paul's ear to hear. And he saw the devil have a discussion and tell the demons that if the princes of this world have known, they wouldn't have crucified the son of glory. It means that the thing was hidden from them. And listen, if Jesus didn't die me and you have no future, the seed of the woman, watch this. So lie down, Adam. Clay. Head, clay. Stomach, clay. Everything clay. Do you know clay cannot create intestines? Do you know clay cannot create liver and barge and everything? Do you know clay cannot create blood? Do you know what spark all this thing? The breath. So when God said, Blood, livers, intestines, all of them start coming. And I'll show you. Mm. So this one. There is only one thing God needs from this lady. One thing. One thing. And I thank God. Anytime I read that thing, I cry for Mary. I say, Mary, I mean, yeah. Mary could have rejected it. Because God cannot come to the earth without a man. The greatest thing Mary said is that be unto me. Auntie Mary, yeah, that was it. Mary could have said, I don't say free, no, no. If it's good, never answer, someone can be strong, I'm confused. He said, I don't understand what you are saying. It is not logic. It, it contradicts the thing I know. But if you said it, then let it be unto me. I can see the angel departing, jumping. Heaven started dancing. Then immediately, God came back and looked at Mary's womb and said, <laughs> So the same breath that created this first Adam, that is why this one is called the last Adam. Not the second, last. Every other religion, their master was born by spell. One thing I know Jesus is qualified to save me is that he was not born by spell. So, if you get revelation of this, doctor cannot confuse you that you have a low sperm count. Because it's not sperm alone that creates children. If it is sperm, the Mary cannot bear Jesus. The Bible didn't say children are from sperm. It said they are gifts. Don't be confused. But without faith, you cannot accept it. No, you have to take it by faith. So no doctor can confuse me that I have a low sperm count. Because what is the state of Abraham's sperm at 100? So, and she becoming pregnant. Pregnant. The torture this girl went through. Nobody has ever been conceived by the Holy Ghost. And your engagement, next to go where the woman is on him. The Bible says Joseph wanted to live there quietly. It means I walk over Jeremiah. An angel visited there. And he said, No, that thing is of the Holy Ghost. You think it's easy 
So there were rumor people were even those with their mind was say that hey Joseph when you say girlie because who are you going to convince that you are carrying Holy Ghost? That is why the Bible says with all that getting get understanding. With all that get get a degree, get a master, but get understanding of the way. It will save your life. It's possible I fear what you fear, but courage does not permit me to stand still. If there was nothing in me, I would never have come to put church here. No. I have to take God's word raw. Like the way I'm taking paracetamol. The antibiotic. The crofeneca. The brufi. That you take. You don't know what is used to manufacture it. But you believe that when you swallow it, your pain will go. Take the word of God like that. Take it raw. Swallow it. Raw. Just take it. Because the word works. The most potent force on earth is faith. When you walk in it, that is it. The process, believe it. So when I'm telling you that, listen, the Christ in you is greater than a virus. Okay? Listen, you are afraid of a virus. When Jesus came on earth, he touched lepers. When they bring a corona and leprosy, which one will you choose? They say, choose one. Which one will you choose? I can see leprosy The victory of coronavirus is the fear that the devil succeeded to attach. And you are working very well. And he killed gray hair so that black hair will be afraid. Some of the people that die in the virus, where the countries that people die most, they have the highest rate of old age. Majority of the percentage are old people. So let me kill the gray hair and put fear. It's called spiritual terrorism. He killed the dead to put fear in the living. And once the devil can succeed to make you forget what is in you, he has finished you. It's not what you are going through. You must know who you are on what you are going through. If you can find who you are in what you are going through, then you have disarmed the devil. Straight. May your faith come alive. People open the time they close the Babylonians. They are time they close the American workers. Amen. They have become instruments in the hands of God. Amen. They are winning souls in thousands. Amen. But they have to believe. I wish I would open your heart and push this thing there. Believe it. I'm not just a preacher of faith, I'm a practitioner of faith. You can preach it and not leave it. It will add color to your Christian life. Faith, it will decorate you. Faith is a makeup, it covers pimples. Faith. I have never seen anybody become ugly on their wedding day. I don't know how the beauticians do it. Hey, me, 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 me share a baby when I'm saying, gay, gay, hey, gay. Gay, that's a son. Minimunopa. Ah, I'm going to say a ninja. Minimunopa. 
Somebody was divorcing his wife. They said, Why? He said, I wish you remained the same after the wedding day. He said, The picture I saw on the wedding day changed. Nobody is ugly at his wedding day. Believe me. The activation of your faith is your wedding day. It decorates you. Okay? Nyami pawariya ma odye no nyambi akwawariya so. So mu senkofo be wariya. Na so mu ba. Who show many more teams and they have changed. You watch every wedding couple you know. When you see them come in the processing, you could see that they have changed. It shows how God loves family. Oh, this means Maru Biem, a German seminal attack of the devil. Jesus loved family so much that he did a miracle in a wedding day when his time has not yet come. It means he broke heaven's protocol. Heaven said, Oh, miracles best started first October. He told his mother, Mama, my time has not yet come. But say, I already am a year. First miracle. There's something about family to God. Right in the garden of Eden, it didn't start a church, it started a family. There's no church in the garden of Eden, it was a family. There are two institutions raising why. That is why the greatest pain the devil is giving to God is turning people to be gays. Rasta, a true world to two rig, all of them are there. Which one are you looking for? What's your own penny now? Now, nobody enter exit. I've been telling you, exit is an exit. Now, who said, Quine was me wrestling quiet. I'm not saying, do you know the pain of homosexuality? Sodom and Gomorrah. It is what make God bring rain fire. Instead of raining water, you rain fire. Because he loves the family. There's something about the family. In fact, let me tell you something. A weak church is as a result of weak family. It's the families that make the church. The state of the family determines the state of the church. Recently, God told me something. He said, if you want to have a strong church, build families. Preach. God told me, say, preach until... People will love their wife. Stick to their wife. Wives will submit to their husband and raise godly children. You have strong church. Every church that emphasizes family, they are strong. And say, be an example. That's what God loves the family so much. Hey, he doesn't play with it. He, lo- he said, I know Abraham that he will command his household after him. So one of the things you are working Abraham is Abraham knows how to raise family. He loves the family. Something about family. Let me pay. There is a reward for fasting. Oh, Jesus even said black and white. He said, He has received your reward. There is a reward for fasting. God has rewarded almost every fasting in the Bible. God rewarded. Everyone. Moses returned. The glory. Nobody could see his face. Wow. Elijah returned. Bam. He was carried to heaven. 
Esther returned, favor was released. Nineveh returned, judgment was reversed. Every fasting in the Bible was rewarded. The one I love is Jesus one. He returned in the power. After he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he still returned with power. I know see. You will return with something nobody has ever seen. Sure. Yesterday I was preaching something. And I told you about the man who brought his son. And he, he told Jesus, if that can do it, Jesus said, if that can believe. The man trembled and said, help thou my own belief. I want us to pray that prayer. Let me show you something about faith. And that is the reason why nobody can ever boast that you have arrived in faith. You can easily have faith for finances, but you don't have faith for healing. So some people, when they are, when they are believing God for money, there's a way they can release their faith to get it. But when they are sick, it's difficult to get here. Every area that Satan is trying to block your faith, you must pray that God will help you. Even me, there are places I find it difficult to operate faith. I will get the breakthrough all right, but I realize that this place, so I don't even want it to happen. There are some things I don't even think of. My faith is so strong about it that if I meet you face to face, I don't think. No matter how threatening it is, I don't mind. Because my faith is lifted above the situation. No. But there are some area, a little sign. It means that everybody has a place. What do you mean by that? For instance, Peter has failed to jump out of the boat. But he doesn't have faith to walk on the water. So, which area are you struggling with your faith? Those who seek a semi style be your bank account, the corner bar, breakthrough be a bar, not block, or the sales of one. I mean, I would say, I'm the main music, I'm going to catch them. No, yeah. Faithless people only blame people for their shortfall. It is dangerous not to take responsibility in your Christian work. Blame yourself. God will help you. Once you point at somebody, God will back off. It's the difference between David and Saul. God says, Saul, why didn't you kill Adam like I? He said, the people. God said, David, you have seen it. God said, David, you have, you have slapped it, Uriah. He said, I have seen even Adam shouldn't have said the woman you gave me. Now, who kissing on the other one can say, I go on the man. No. Adam could have said, Lord, I have mixed it. Please. It please God when you accept responsibility. The moment you start opposing blame, God knows you are not responsible. Say you mix it. Our enemy go. You, the man, take responsibility. Every married crash, except the woman, except demand divorce, you, the man, will answer to God. Because you are the head. Responsibility of leadership. The head of the woman is the man. So a man has a responsibility to make sure that you hold the marriage. Whatever will let a woman run away, secure that place. And keep her. You see, much as women are strong and powerful, the greatest blessing God gave to us is that their heart is soft. If you become committed, the is an angel. The thing I love about a woman is almost a summer drink. Oh, that's a summer drink, Papa, Papaya, or Chato Frankies. 
Adi cha na unya di ni do kimbiski one nani nevi. Obese sana chain. Oh, is there any man here that you were chasing a girl? So on pray on pray later he changed his mind. Can I have some one or two witnesses? God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless. Oh, so for you, 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 your wife. <laughs> do you remember you cry? You did the same thing to me. Do you remember? I don't give up like that. Then the son of Michelle on the son of Ginty, Omufi, no pipe in your own pipe, no me consume Manisa. And soon I'm doing it, Papa. Pastor, I have not seen you for two days. I said, But daddy, is anything? Pastor, we don't have water. I said, Daddy, I'm bringing water. Papa, oh, Pema, some brutal. One day I went there with the pastor. You see, Prof, he's of Josinana. If you have a paper, say, we will pegging you, be cool, Miss Minagro. Messicu Adieno. My body and who buy serious. Me the sopa, me open, me the cold, so I'm a can of traffic. Che, che, it's no money women want to. Can I tell you what they want? Huh? Let her feel secure. Security. That's all. That's all. So don't start on your and say, Why are you suspecting me? No, if your wife tells you, I don't like the way you are done. What is it? You are just no tell her, say honey. Just look at her. Kneel down, say honey. Don't 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 that you giddy giddy. Don't take anything. You, you can't pay. Kneel down, say honey. Listen. If I sleep with another woman, let my head be off. All the things you are saying, you are just complicating your matter. Oh, say when they are my trust is a process. Build it. Let the physical say, whoa. Ah. Now who do you have a baby? Is there any woman that can be compared to you? In fact, let me tell you. Me woman, you know, say, dear. Me woman, papa. Girl, don't worry yourself. This girl you are compared. Look at you and this girl. Am I a madman? No. Please, I love you to the grave. Please. Why, 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 why are you, why, why is it that you are, you, you, you don't trust me, don't, you, we don't speak like that. No, you can't change them, that's the way God created them. It's lack of knowledge that's make you behave like we. And blocking your prayer. No. Let them feel secure. No, right? Even if you mix it eh, and it catch you, you can secure her. Tell her. Tell her that, do we? It was a temptation. Tell her that you had a dream. You said the, the girl blew powder, and immediately you became blind and you couldn't see. But now, since you started coming to protest, your eyes are open. Oh. Ah. No, all this thing, people do. The Bible said, dwell with them according to knowledge. It's not bragging and KKKK knowledge. I'm not the one who said God said it. Let the woman feel secure, you will prosper. You will prosper. All this African spirit and tradition and culture is unnecessary. No, look at the white people. I love you, honey. I love you, honey. 
Your wife has never heard any nice words. No, let me tell you, Africa man, we have a long way to go. Tradition. So let me tell you, let's, let's face fact. We are not romantic. And we have covered it with fake spirituality. And the false balance is abomination unto God. We can live a whole year. We have not told our wife we love you. You don't say it. Some of the women, they've never heard things like that. Help thou my unbelief. Help thou my unbelief. Lord, help thou my unbelief. At the end of this hundred days fasting, heaven and earth will know that God has visited us in a very special way. I can feel the witness will be too strong. People will cover the longest distance within the shortest possible. Amen. Divine speed. Divine Lift speed. your two hands for five minutes. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief, Lord. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.